Welcome back to this final episode for this week of Verbal Assault Livestream. We're coming to you on this Friday, the 26th. And today's subject is Russian fighter jets have been seen off the coast of Alaska. Is this part of the Putin curse? I want to go ahead and just uh, reintroduce some of my panelists joining me for today. Brian Parker, uh, who works in hospitality, speaks from the left. I got Kirk Adair who um, I could say he speaks from the left, but he has decided that Trump does actually serve a purpose right now. Um, he is an author and a historian. I have Samuel Kachira, my co-host. He is center but leans right. And he is someone who works as an international entrepreneur, and I'm gonna love it because we're gonna talk about Russia and China today. I have um, Bob, the anonymous conservative from Nassau County. He is someone who is joining us with a paper bag because right now he doesn't want to be held negatively for what he says. But I actually think he's quite fair-minded. Uh, Bob is also an entrepreneur. Uh, you know, I, I think working in legal services and doing some things like that. So I want to I want to understand what his understanding of the law is. Lastly, I have Rob Arnold. Rob Arnold um, is someone who is now the host of Political Firestorm. It's uh, a conservative talk show. It's on the radio airwaves. I'm told that it has a thousand watt signal. The show comes on once a week. If I'm not mistaken, it comes on Wednesdays at six p.m. Rob, is you, are you are mistaken. You are mistaken. It's. Uh, uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you real quick. What what. what this lag of political firestorm, which has been on in major markets and with big, big uh, wattage, this is really a warm up because I've been off the air for a while. So I'm warming up, getting the rust off. I'm doing internet presence. We have big internet presence. And then going after locals in Nassau, but also um, it's, it's basically a demo wheel. So um, okay. it's Mondays, 6, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. So it's on Mondays? Yeah, it's tomorrow. It's a oh, great. Monday okay. drive time. So it's Mondays, not Wednesdays. Okay, so you're not that good. Okay, got it. <laughs> so Wednesdays makes you good. Mondays makes you not as good. Where the hell do you get you pull that out of a hat? Do you wear a hat? <laughs> I have uh, hair, so I don't need to. Um, anyway, Russian fighter jets are off the coast of Alaska. The Putin curse. Um you know, there's been a lot of talk lately with John Bolton and the whole situation with um, the Democrats should have went further in their investigation as far as the impeachment was concerned. Um, those on the left will say that Donald Trump has an obligation to Putin. Some will say that Donald Trump is Putin's bitch. Yes, I said it. Um, not, not only would they call him a son of a bitch, but they'll say that he's Putin's bitch. So yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to ask my co-host Samuel, because Trump can do no wrong in his book. Why, wouldn't, Russia... you ask me? Why wouldn't you ask me? Of course. 
if Russia doesn't see the U.S. as nope. a threat, then where do we stand internationally? Why would you think that Russia doesn't see us as a, as a threat? That would be my question back. Of course, Russia sees us as a threat, economic threat, wartime threat. We're the greatest war power on the, on the planet. And at the moment, we still stand as the greatest economic power, as well as um, influencer, the greatest influencer on the planet. From the Oval Office. Kirk Adair, I think Samuel Kachir is talking nonsense. Do you agree with me? No. I think that the Russians, it's, it's all, um, for the most part, it's a game. The right. Russians have to play in a certain way. Uh, the Americans have to play in a certain way. Um, the jets off the coast of Alaska are tit for tat because of the, our jets in the Black Sea during their Russian naval maneuvers, which you never hear about because the press is not going on about it. The real threat to everybody, both Russia and the United States, is China. The Chinese um, have been encircling India. They've been pushing their borders in, in the Himalayas. They've been agitating on the Russian frontier. Um, they are attempting to um, corner the monetary markets in many ways. Um, Russia and the United States cooperate a lot more than, than most people realize. The, the, uh, the idea that we, they have to put up a certain show um, is for an effect so that they can achieve what they need to achieve behind the scenes. Um, and what do they need to achieve, I sir? I don't believe Bush, uh, or sorry, uh, Trump is not Putin's bitch, but Trump is cooperating with Putin, and Putin is cooperating with Trump in order to defeat the deep state. Because that's why Gates was kicked out of Russia. That's why Rose Shield was kicked out of Russia. Um, that's why there's certain moves going on overseas right now. Um, but all of that has been taken out of the main screen because of coronavirus and the Agenda 21 idea to chip everybody in humanity. So the games have to go on in order to... Okay, so we call it, we're calling it a game. And it um, is a game. Usually, a monopoly, right. usually a monopoly, one has to land on Park Place or Boardwalk to make <laughs> any sort of headway. Um, you, we do know that Trump works in the hotel business, though oftentimes a great deal of them have went bankrupt. Atlantic City would be my example. A but, great deal of them? A small fraction. What do you say? Okay, fractions. Well, Who invented you know, the game? Fractions mean part no, and who invented the game? Oh, I know the answer to this. Uh, I know Milton Bradley bought it, but I forget the name of the person that invented it. The game it. was named after the Astors. The who? John Jacob Astor, Monopoly. Right. right. They invented the game, and they loved it. Yeah. Okay. So. Hey, um, I, got a, I got a quick question for you, Kirk and, and, and Marquis, if you don't mind. Top five games, board games on planet Earth. What do you think is number one? I'm just going to ask for the hell. Still break Monopoly. One second. Monopoly. What do you think is the number one? Monopoly. Nope, that's what people say, but it's not. Monopoly. Anybody have another guess? Take a minute. Could, could, I would say Japanese chess, and I would say ah. the uh, backgammon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? Name I will tell you the list. 
the number uh, one was that right? Make it twister. <laughs> so I number one, number <laughs> one is chess. Chess. Number two is checkers. Number three is monopoly. Number four is Scrabble. And number five is the one most people miss that Kirk just nailed. That would be backgammon. So okay. I wanted to throw that out. Great. So, 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 Rob, you said chess, checkers, monopoly, Scrabble, and backgammon. So right. They're right all game. Now, right now in this game of chess, we're right. not sure who the pawn is. And in checkers, we do know that we're losing a couple of pieces. Um, we have many of our corporations that are monopolizing mid-sized businesses and small businesses. And then you mentioned Scrabble. And we're hearing a lot of wordplay these days. So since we're talking about backgammon, I'm going to back my way back into my next question. <laughs> Asking China to purchase wheat and soybeans to win support of farmers. Bob, the conservative is—is huh? is, is this a, a the anonymous conservative? I might ask: is is this a reasonable accusation? I don't think it's an accusation. I think the uh, the, the deal was uh, twofold. I mean, Russia and the United States are geopolitical enemies, but we also have common goals, and to, to a lesser extent, China and and the United States. We're in a uh, a, a geopolitical war with them, in a sense, for world domination. But we also have common goals with them. And I think Trump realizes that the Chinese people are starving. They're being starved out by the communist government. They're being put in death camps. They're being manipulated. And uh, this is a way for us to obviously provide some food for their people and also to help our farmers. Okay, well, according to John Bolton, according to John Bolton, uh, Trump did not push back on the death camp issue when it came to human rights with President Xi. Um, does this, Samuel, does this make any sense to you at all? According to Bolton, you mean the liar John Bolton? No. Oh, so he's a, he's, a, he's a liar now. Oh, he's he's, he's always liar. been. He's, always been, a he's liar. always been a liar. So then why do the Republicans keep hiring him if he's a liar? Well, because all people, all I'm sorry, Sam, go ahead. You got it, you got it, go ahead. I would like to just say this about John Bolton. Sam, thank you. Um, I'm gonna say that a friend of mine and I were in the hallways of the UN building here in Manhattan. And here comes John Bolton, um, at the time, US ambassador to the UN. And my friend is, a, you think I'm a little boisterous, my friend, this is this guy, <laughs> So we end up with John Bolton immediately paying attention to us. My, my boy, John, he just takes up the room. So, uh, so Bolton responds to John and myself, and we're talking. We speak for about 20 minutes at the UN building. And when we were walking away, and by the way, this friend of mine is the first cousin to the uh, Archbishop of the Catholic Church for New York State. Um, he's a troublemaker, too. He'll call me up and say, I was just, I'm just sitting here talking with my cousin over a glass of wine. What are you doing, you lazy bastard? Okay, Clark. thank you, Rob. I'm on page three. Now tell me about and, page 10. Anyway, what's, uh, anyway it, it, it was an interesting moment is what I'm saying. What we, what we decided about John Bolton is he's shifty. We liked him, but we didn't love him because he's shifty. And if I said to John, my, my John, I think he's a little weak in the ass. And I don't really know what's going to happen with this guy moving forward. 
we liked him. I'm not saying we hated his guts or anything. We liked him quite a lot. But we didn't have any love in our hearts for him after sit, standing there in that hallway, speaking with him for nearly half an hour. You, you get a feel for a man right there. And uh, so that was my experience with John Bolton. Uh, we, we came out of that feeling like he is light in the ass. He is shifty. And we don't know. Great. He, he was Great. cannon on he's deck. Light in the ass, loose he's cannon on deck. And that's what he's showing now. He's a loose cannon on deck. And he lies through his teeth. Okay. Cherokee Black, what do you think about Amorosa Manigal stalwart? Um, I don't like her. I never Why? liked her. Why don't you I, like her? I just don't like her. I don't, Why don't you like her? I just don't like her. I just don't like her. I think she's, I, I think that she's, um, she used, well, actually you gotta like this. She uses what she has to get what she wants, you know, but she's well, not like my favorite people. I just don't, I just don't, she's not somebody I even want to really talk about or get no. in my head. How is she no. any different, how is she any different than the president? I think that they are pretty parallel in their, ah. uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, like <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, okay, you okay. made a point. Pretty parallel, I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rob Arnold says shifty. Yeah, uh, shifty. You know, Brian Parker, the right often criticizes everyone who exits this administration as being a loser, being shifty, she had a fat ass, or, uh, you know, uh, imbecile. We wanted to give them a chance. For... She, was a, she was a threat to the men that were in power in that group. Not sure. Okay, that's, so Brian Parker, you that's agree? Why, that's no. why she had to go. It no. had nothing to do with her ass or anything else. She's a smart woman, and no. she was a threat to the power that be. No. You know, she was in Trump's ear. They didn't no. like that. No, she wouldn't. They didn't like that. So Brian Parker, I was asking you if you, if these Republican administrations continuously hire the same person, mm -hmm. where does the problem lie? <laughs> no pun intended at all. No pun intended. Okay. So the, the problem is the is the tug of war of the Republicans and what I've said continuously. Donald Trump is not a Republican. <laughs> so if you had a true Republican president, if we were talking about President Jeb Bush or President Marco Rubio or President Mitt Romney, and there was a John Bolton and there were all these other people, nobody would even question half of this stuff. The problem is Donald Trump, Donald Trump does not approach hiring and bringing in people the same way that a typical Republican administration is because it isn't a typical Republican administration. Nobody nice. on this panel will deny that. Okay. That's his appeal. Well, and, and for a lot of people, you're right. So the problem is, is that Bobby's a conservative. Trump is not a conservative. There may be certain yes. agendas that he's fulfilling. But John Bolton is a conservative. And John Bolton is. John McCain was. He was a, a war hawk. Lindsey Graham's a war hawk. So being a John war hawk. John McCain was never a conservative. Where do you get that from? Well, okay, I'm sorry. But John McCain, Lindsey Graham. He's a Republican. Are war hawks. No doubt about it. Yeah, well, did, not, did not exclude them from the Republican Party ever at all, at all. Okay, well, John, 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 John Bolton is a whole lot crazier. But here's the thing, Rob. <laughs> here, here, here's the thing. 
he had credibility when he was there. But as soon as you turn on Stop. Trump or you say something negative about him, now all of a sudden you're scum, you're wacko, never really liked you. I'm not, hey, Brian, your Brian, 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 I'm not calling him scum or wacko. I'm no, just no. saying that Donald that is light in the ass and that he's a pseudo intellectual and right. that he's not really as honest. Robert, 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 Robert but you're, Robert, you're president Robert, is saying this. You're avoiding the basic premise of this question. And what the is question that? is. Why do you keep hiring them? Oh, I got, I got an answer for you. Good. You, you, and, and I'm glad you asked that. And then I, I'm going to shut up for a minute because Bobby had something he was trying to interject. This sounds it. very CNN right now. Great question. I'm glad you asked. Let me think about this. because How is that CNN? Lot. That's what people say. CNN <laughs> and everywhere. Um, I, I'm going to say that you take the good with the bad and you take your chances. Now, John Bolton has a whole lot of credentials. And so you take him in because of the credentials. You take him in, it's kind of a trust but verify thing like Reagan used to say, it's trust but verify. But so I hire all the best people. What's that? I hire all the best people. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> team ever. They just keep uh, leaving. Believe me, believe me, believe me when I tell you, believe, believe me. me. But I'm gonna tell you that <laughs> you got a hell of a nuclear. My brother, this is a revolving I'm gonna, door. I'm gonna, I want to defer to Bobby, though. Bobby was looking to say something. I know he's got something to say yeah, here. Bob, uh, Bob, Bob, the anonymous conservative, bail Rob Arnold out because Rob Arnold <laughs> is not answering. I guess he's only bailing out. I'm telling you the facts. Yeah, I'm telling you the sports with the bad. You take the good with the bad. I'm sorry, I didn't hear any facts, but Bob, you were saying? <laughs> I'm going to make a sports <laughs> analogy. Donald Trump is like the owner of the New York Knicks, he's always trying to improve the team. And everybody Ooh. wants his ass to uh, leave that organization. Yeah, everybody? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Dolan. That's a bad Hold analogy. On. I'm sorry. I'm, from, Mass I'm okay. from Massachusetts, and that has got to be the absolute worst analogy, especially <laughs> sports. The well, Knicks. the Knicks continue to stink. That's why. You know. I... Okay. So if they continue to stink, at what point do you get rid of the team owner? Right. But the problem here with your with your, your your extrapolation off of what Bobby is saying is that the Trump White House doesn't stink. He's saying that you have to always improve the team. Dolan is not doing as good a job at that as we'd like if you're if you're a, a fan of that team. But this White House is a well-oiled machine. And by the great. way, great. Let's let me let me let me let, let me just let, let, I'm going to have to cut you off. I'm going to use a better analogy. America is apple pie. This White House is full of rotten apples. And all we find out is there's a worm, there's a worm, there's a worm, there's a worm. The question is, who is baking the pie? Man, Who's got the recipe to the damn pie? Sam, go. Please, Sam. Even, even if there's a worm, and in many, many, many organizations, you're going to have these worms. Right? Right? But even you got worms, like Rob is saying, it's a well-oiled machine. There is still progress. There has been wormy, progress. A wormy pie is a well-oiled machine. Yeah. I can there open up a bakery with worms in my pie. Maybe, maybe you got the wrong slice. Because <laughs> buddy, because buddy, a lot of other so, people got the right slice. So what you're saying is, so what you're saying is, if the pie has a worm in it, we don't blame the baker. We blame the apples? We blame the worm. 
blame the worm. You blame the baker. You blame the farmer that gave you the apples. The worm snuck his way in. You got to blame him in this case. We blame the farmer that gave the apples. Kirk has made the most sense out of any person that's spoken in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> and he's from the United Kingdom. Isn't that a shame? How's that Samuel, a shame? Samuel, my brother, you got, you got some questions here? Marky, I want to get back to... Um, I want to get back to uh, China purchasing and all the soybean and whatnot. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. China is in a bad, they're in a bad position. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they uh, recently, I don't know, maybe, maybe, um, maybe Rob, maybe Bobby, you, maybe even you, Kirk, are you aware that recently that China made a threat to the U S and yeah. the U S was threatening to decouple from China? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys all heard about that. Ryan's what is the word? D what? D what? Decouple. Decouple. U.S. wanted oh. to decouple from China. Cold and War. China made a threat and said, if you decouple, we're going to go to war. Decouple. Decouple. Yeah. Split. Yeah, well, everything's this sounds like This sounds like Gwyneth Paltrow. Decouple? Oh, come yeah. on, man. Stop hanging up in the semantics well, of it. Bottom line is, is we're pulling back from China. Decouple. Pulling back. China. I didn't Look, know we were a couple. The CCP. I'm sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know it was a marriage. I'm so sorry. We're in NATO together. There's a marriage. There's a membership. Right. Okay, Cherokee. What do you go? think about that? I'm sorry, Marquis. I just I, I I saw Cherokee trying to talk. I um well, you know, some time back we used to wait. Be she's a woman. Let's cut her off. What's that? Um, we used to um, be proud of things made in America. Everything was made in America. Now everything is made in China. So I would think that we are in bed with China because I can't buy a dress that hasn't been made in China. Everything is made in China. Well, no, you know, no, that, Terry, that's, Terry, giving, that's Terry, giving a lot of our power away. Let's not, ignore, let's not ignore Taiwan. Let's not ignore Hong Kong, Taipei. Let's not ignore those places. It's all related. It's all related, Marquis. Yeah. It's, all it's China. We're, we're it's going all the same parts of the same horse. We're going to ignore them for a while because the majority of things are made in China. No one can dispute that. Why right. is that? Why is that? Because we got 1.6 billion people. Because we gave them the power to do that. What we right. didn't realize, what we didn't head in, was that we were making them into millionaires. Right. Decades of economic appeasement. Decades. What it's all about. Hey, Samuel, let's let's shift over a second. Hey, Kirk Adair, um, explain this relationship that the UK has with China now that Hong Kong is sort of in limbo. Hong Kong is not in limbo. Hong Kong has been suppressed. It's gone. There's 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 no there's there's no parliament. There's no there's a mayor that runs the place and she runs it by the Communist Party, period. There's, it was there's, a race. <laughs> there's, no, there's no special uh, relationship, whatever. And as far as Britain goes, Britain is with um, the present prime minister. There's a, uh, they were saddling up to China to do business there, but now <laughs> it doesn't look like that's gonna play out terribly well. Um, the, and, what um, Sam was saying about decoupling is that a lot of American businesses uh, as part of Agenda 21 were shipped to China. All the jobs were shipped to China in order to bankrupt the 
United States. So yep. constantly with, with Trump bringing those things back and stopping a lot of that, the Chinese are now threatening war. They're also threatening the same thing with India uh, over Bhutan, Sikkim, Nepal, Bhutan, and Ladakh. Okay, Samuel's agreeing with you. Everybody's in agreement. This is basic. This, this man speaks real truth with real facts and real history. Um, You're saying that Donald Trump speaks real truth with real facts and real history. Well, I was saying that Kirk Adair does, but... Uh, he was oh, talking okay. about Kirk. He wasn't talking about Trump. Yeah, he definitely talking about Kirk. Uh, I was talking... Yeah. I mean, if you want to sign that to Trump, I'm all in on that. But I'm going to say Kirk Adair, he just said, man, this is really smart stuff. That is exactly what's going on. We are now facing a cold war with China because they're not cooperating. They're, they, they, they've been having their way. They've been treat, treating America like a cheap slut. And, and all these politicians have gone along. And so along comes some cocksure billionaire political outsider who is telling them those days are over. And he was making real headway right up until he hits the Wuhan virus. And now you see Russia playing around. That's just for show, those jets. That's just for show. That's, that's window dressing. That's and like so is Kirk also. Yes. Yeah. That's, like, that's, like, that's like Russia moving a pawn two spaces yeah. instead of one. And as yeah. Kirk okay. was saying, it's a game. Well, I, I, you know, you would, think I, you would think I have family all over the world, but I actually have family in Anchorage. So I'm sure when they saw the Jets coming over, they didn't think it was a game, nor did they think it was a, a, a chess. I don't give a shit what you think. I know what is. And so does Kirk, and so do millions of Americans. These Russians with their Jets, that shit's just for show. That's window dressing bullshit for back channel chatter. That doesn't okay. mean a damn thing. Kirk laid it out beautifully. Okay, so so um, Bob, the anonymous conservative, can we say that uh, Kim Jong Un and the whole North Korea situation is just for show? I don't think it's for show. I think uh, Trump um, opened up the door to try to get them to, uh, you know, drop whatever it is that they, you know, they planned on doing with their nuclear uh, uh, arsenal. Has it, has it, ha, do we have a deal with North Korea yet? We don't have a deal, but we have uh, ratcheted up sanctions. You know, he, the pressure is on just like it's on Iran. Okay, and <laughs> sanctions has, sanctions has been the situation for decades. So we hear the word sanctions. So this, so the right has bragged about a deal with a potential deal with North Korea that could bring about the Nobel Peace Prize, but there's no deal. Because um, there's sanctions, and then there's sanctions. We've also said that there's no Russian involvement with our elections, but yet we see Putin grinning and smiling, and he's there. Um, and now we're dealing with President Xi of China, who seems to be pushing his weight around. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, let's understand this. Xi Ping's wife, she's integral to the WHO. She's a big deal there. And by the way, she also is a singer and she can sing. She's got the pipes. And after Tiananmen Square, we all remember Tiananmen Square, right? That yes. wife of Xi Peng, she sang in glee to the soldiers after they crushed Tiananmen Square and killed people. Um, okay. Rob Arnold? She did these that again. Trump is dealing with these people. Okay. Look, Trump is dealing with these people. Is it's he paying and his wife? These are evil actors. Okay, okay. So, so, so we're saying that China's evil. We're saying that Russia is evil. No, 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 no. I'm not saying China is evil. I'm saying the what CCP. What are we saying? 
The is, China, is China an enemy or an ally or, or neutral? Well, they're, they're right somewhere in the middle, but we're heading to a Cold War where they'll become That doesn't a answer the question. That doesn't answer the question. They're an enemy. Yes, an ally or enemy. They're, they're an enemy. enemy. Kirk said they enemy. cannot be trusted. They cannot be trusted as far as the snake can spit. Okay. So in my world, I don't make deals with the devil and I don't make deals with my enemies because I know they can't be trusted. You're not in the Oval Office. You didn't make the deal. And you're not running the country or the world. You're right. So here's the, here's the question. Is anybody running the country if we're at the brink of this war? Yes, of course. That's okay, and please explain, Samuel. Come on, man. Diplomatic relations have to be done, have to be made. I don't, no, 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 hold on, hold on. I'm gonna stop you, brother. I'm gonna stop you because the State Department has been devastated. I don't <laughs> even want to hear, what? I don't even want to hear about diplomacy. Don't you dare say Trump and diplomacy in the same sentence because that's an oxymoron. Take that out of the equation. But that's ridiculous saying. to say. That's ridiculous to say on the face of it. He's, okay. he's engaged in diplomatic missions all over the damn planet. And, and okay. by the way, Pompeo's got all kinds of great work and great track laid. We're not talking about Pompeo. Can you, give, can, you give me, can you give me some examples of those positive relationships? Sure. How about Poland? Uh, the deal with Poland buying all those jets from us. How about, I mean, we can go on and on with these examples, Marquis. It's, its president has uh, has struck up deals left, right, and sideways. And who is Poland? And who is Poland? Poland. Poland. So, can you hear me? I can hear you. I just can't understand you. I'm telling you that the country of Poland has a deal. Poland. Poland. Poles. You know, Warsaw. So, right. So, I'm going to say that Trump so many deals. The only real question now. Come on, is, come on. No, 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 no. Keep going. Poland and who else? Come on. Taiwan. The real Taiwan. The real question now is: Will good win or will evil win? And that's what the world community has to decide. They have to understand <clears throat> stand with the U.S. because you can't stand with the CCP or Iran. And so Trump is just facing down evil. And there's no doubt about that, neither. That's not even up for debate. He's facing down evil. And as much as a son of a bitch as he is, and as many flaws as he has, whatever warts you want to go ahead and magnify all over the place, like the scumbags at the New York Times, he's facing down evil. And he's winning. And Good. Tell you, Good. I'm glad you say that, Rob. I'm going to jump over to – I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to jump over to Brian Parker. You're not cutting me off. I'm done talking. Okay. Brian Parker. <laughs> they have said this is a game. They have said chess, checkers, Monopoly, Scrabble, and backgammon. <laughs> I've asked for the list of names of countries in which the United States now has positive diplomatic relations with. And what I got was Taiwan, an island nation in the Southeast Pacific, not far from the Philippines, which is the U.S. territory. And then I was given Poland, which if I'm not mistaken geographically, abuts the Ukraine which has had part of their peninsula taken over by a large superpower. <laughs> um, so, so, Brian, what, what, what game are we playing? Is, are we playing chess checkers, Monopoly, Scrabble, or backhand? <laughs> Hell, I think we're playing hide and go seek. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, but, but, but you can also throw Saudi Arabia into that mix, too. Oh, big oh, time. Cool. 
Saudi Arabia. Um, let me see. Okay, so let me get this right. Saudi mm -hmm. Arabia is the country where the uh, the heirs to the throne have have fled the country because the crown prince there. Uh, whatever the dispute is, they're afraid Mr. for their uh -huh. Yeah. Is that the same country? Yep. Same one where they killed the journalists uh, for the paper. Yep. Right. Oh. No. Yep. Yep. Same one. Okay. So you're talking, no, no, but I thought that was Turkey. Where oh, no, no, no. the, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm Mohammed confused. Bin Samal. I don't know what yeah, I'm talking Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jared Kushner's okay. buddy. I'm trying to keep up. I'm, I'm trying to keep up. Kirk Adair, can you, can you set me straight? Because as usual, I'm all over the place. Yeah. I don't have <laughs> answers. Uh, with regard to our, uh, quote, Asian allies, all right, he has very good alliances with Japan, Taiwan, Australia, Israel, Thailand, Israel. India. Yep. And India is incredibly important because she holds the key to the Himalayas. All right. Yeah. Um, he has strengthened alliances in uh, certain countries in South America. Uh, but his, his biggest and certain areas in Europe, okay, uh, which is actually going on with a international military movement right now. But Saudi Arabia, he has made pay for 9-11. He's made them pay through the nose. The ideal is that the big deal is- I don't know what I'm hearing, but I need silence on the set. Go ahead, Kirk. They're paying through the nose for 9-11 supposedly for military hardware. No, they're just paying. They're not getting the hardware. They're paying. The, uh, the deal about manufacturing drones over there is only about half done because they have to come through on their end of the deal, which means let up on Yemen. And they haven't done Yemen. that. Yemen, you bet. Okay, so I heard, Kirk, you mentioned Japan, India, Iran, Saudi Arabia, and Israel. Am I missing something? Say Israel, did I? No, I said yeah, Israel. Did. And it was a great one to point out. He he, he took the uh, the the U.S. Um, embassy and put it in Jerusalem. Every president has promised that. No president has delivered. He promised it and delivered. And he is an ally with what is supposed to be our ally. Barack okay. Obama saw Israel as um, a little sissy state, and he went ahead and tried to get them all messed up with all kinds of terrorists. Um, uh, Trump is taking a stand against evil. He's taking a stand against evil. So mm -hmm. in Israel, where the Palestinians are being pushed out of agreed upon 1967 territories, he's fighting against evil. Yes, and I'll so tell you why. I'll tell Saudi you why. In Saudi Arabia, if I may, I'll tell you in, Saudi, in Saudi Arabia, and I'm still answering the, asking the question. I'm sorry, go ahead. In Saudi Arabia, where the relatives who are heirs to the throne are leaving for their own safety. And I in Iran, to... which is yes, being questioned for they, human rights. they allied with? I'm not finished. I'm not finished. In Iran, which is being questioned for human rights abuses, not to mention deafening poverty in India. These are four of your five examples. Yeah, it's a messy world out there. Is that your point, Marquis? It's yeah, a big messy world, yeah. And, and I'll tell you right now, as it relates to Israel and the Arab-Israeli conflict, the Palestinians, just, they're just being used as pawns or daggers. Um, it's, it's all that is. It's, uh, if, if, if Yasser Arafat, the PLO leader of the time, summer of 2000, Camp David, if he had taken the deal 
that uh, the Clinton White House arranged with Ehud Barak, then Prime Minister of Israel, this thing would probably have been solved and settled by now. I give the Clinton White House real credit for, for making that deal available to Yasser Arafat. That hey, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down. Don't, don't, give the Clinton White House, don't, don't, don't give the Clinton White House credit. I might fall off my chair. They did, you know, look, Bill Clinton did do some good, and this was oh. one of his. Uh, is that why he gets voted in twice? Okay. Well, yeah, okay. This is one of his potential <laughs> crown achievements. Really, seriously, look, this is serious stuff. I don't need all the chatter from, uh, uh, from the peanut gallery uh, of the moment because I'm trying to tell you something serious here. Yasser Arafat was offered as the PLO leader 92% of all the land in question, uh, sovereign control over every bit of it. He was offered half of Jerusalem with a Palestinian capital there and sovereign control over that. And not only did he not accept those massive concessions, he stormed out of the meeting. And he had Madeleine Albright chasing after him. Oh, Mr. Arafat, Mr. Arafat, dumb bitch. She was supposed to look the prime minister of Israel right in the eye and say, I'm so sorry, sir. And so when that deal was not accepted by the Palestinian leader, then all bets were off. Okay, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull back here. I'm gonna pull back here for a second. I think I need to ask Cherokee Black this question. Cherokee, Israel, Saudi Arabia, and Iran. And I'm going to say this as a gay person that I'm probably not safe in all those areas. <laughs> uh, as an American, I am probably not safe in all of those areas. As a male, doesn't matter which way I go, top or bottom, I am probably not safe in all of those areas. Does it take a woman, Cherokee, to understand the human rights issue? Why are these guys talking over the human rights thing? Um, men are usually conflictual and they, they're, they're prone to war where women um, take the time to try to resolve issues. Okay. Basically. So- Basically. Does it men, take a, men are quick to respond. It's it's a you know I got bigger balls than you. I don't you know I don't mean to say that, but yeah, it's true. Okay, so in essence, I guess what I'm asking is why is the human rights issue not a priority to anyone that I'm speaking with on this panel? Why are you assuming that? You should not assume. Human well, it's well, well, Sam. Then speak up on the, on behalf of the human rights issue. I've heard silence. Is one of the United States of America conditions when dealing with these countries. Put into all of the conditions for all the countries that we're dealing with. For example, we're trying to deal with China. Now we need to sanction, we need to hurt them because as part of one of the recent conditions to going back to the table and doing business, continuing to do business with China, uh, all those people that are involved with the, the uh, what do you want to call it? The enslavement of the Uyghurs, the, the the those camps for the Uyghurs. Do we all know about the Uyghurs? The Uyghurs are the Muslim Chinese guys, Chinese people. So there's about a million Uyghurs that are held in a camp that China is that Chinese government is using for experiments. They're trying to um, they're trying to tell them to get rid of the Muslim heritage. And they have to follow the the CCP. 
So anyone that doesn't usually gets, uh, they end up dead or used as a, as a, as a human experiment or. So should we be okay with the camps? Loses liver, loses the liver. Well, it sounds like Germany. That's right. Should we be okay with the camps? Sounds exactly like Germany. That's it one sounds of, like the United States, of, 1945. That's one of President Oh, Trump's, yeah, with the Japanese, yes. That's one of President Trump's conditions in going back to the table to do business with China. Well, not according no. to John Bolton. Yeah, but John Bolton is a liar. We've established that. Which is why he got hired oh. four times. Right now, uh, right everything's now, frozen. Pompeo, Pompeo and, and, and the um, Chinese representative had a meeting uh, last week in Hawaii. Well, just and close it and go back again, into the, uh, the the invite. Again, and that was one All of right. the topics that came okay, up. Okay, could we mute Rob? Uh, has anybody had this Rob experience Arnold, being frozen Arnold out Cole? from the whole thing like Please this? Please mute Rob Arnold Cole. Thank you. Um, Samuel, you were saying. So, uh, Pompeo has mentioned to the Chinese that that uh, that you've got to stop what you're doing with the with the Uyghurs. So they made it a condition that anyone dealing with the Uyghurs in this fashion gets sanctioned personally. Any of the Chinese officials that are doing this to the Uyghurs get sanctioned personally, assets, money, everything. So when you're saying that human rights is not an issue, we step back from Hong Kong because it wasn't really our condition, but, but they are putting some kind of rules and things in place for the Hong Kong people. Like one of them is that Britain the, or the UK is, um, is making room for something like a million or two million Hong Kongese that can leave Hong Kong and go to Britain on a, on a, on a refugee status or something like that, amnesty basis or something. Well, that means that, that means that three quarters of the damn island is probably going to go to London. <laughs> this is true. But Trump has made the same allotment for here in the States. So somehow for, 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 for the Hong Kong, for the Hong Kong East. Yes. Anybody that wants to flee, anyone that wants to flee the CCP is going to get permission. They're going to get a visa for them. Well, I don't understand why we would allow people from Hong Kong in. I'm sorry. I hear two people speaking. I agree I'm, with you. But okay. that's because Hong Kong has a different relationship with the U.S. prior to the CCP taking over. So they, they have a bit of trust. I personally did not. I thought we were talking about America first. We don't have any damn room for immigrants. That's how, about that? how about that? First, I thought we were putting. I thought we were putting up a wall. Let's put up a wall on the East Coast and tell everybody to go the hell back where they came from. Walls to keep out the. Uh, they come in legally. I'm sorry, I got two people speaking. Bob from Nassau, go ahead, please. The wall is to keep out people from coming in without being vetted, without okay. filling out paperwork. Right, but they come in through Canada. They come in through the. They come in through the east. They come in through the west. So why don't we put walls around the whole country? We don't we need shall. that. What we need is we need the the immigrants that are coming here to have permission. That's it. Come in through the front door with permission. Okay, but what is and the front door? Vet them. What front, is the front door, door would be the process, Marquis. If you're, if, a you're, process. if you're playing prosecution in your country, it's hard to come with permission. You're trying to get away. It's hard. It's harder to go ahead and deal with those coyotes. Look, it's it's about legality. This is a law. This is a Rob, law. You, and, and Rob, I understand, but you're law, in the conversation. Law. I'm not talking the about law Mexicans. Is. I'm not talking about Mexicans. I said people come through through the East Coast, through New I York. Didn't talk about, I, didn't, I didn't mention Mexicans. 
I'm saying that you said coyotes. Coyotes coyotes in Mexico. Mexican. I'm talking about legal immigration versus illegal immigration, Marquis. That's what I'm talking about. So I can tell you this. I'll tell you a quick little story. No no, no stories, please. No stories, please. You don't have a 30 second story. We're talking about illegal immigration right now. So illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants from Russia should not be allowed to stay. That's right. Illegal immigrants from Norway should not be allowed to stay. Right. Nobody should be here illegally, period. Okay. Right. So I you, we we're we're down to five and I've got to stop the conversation. I know you all are upset at me, but here we go. <laughs> here we go. Nobody's upset we, with you, brother. We use the word coyote, which is a word that is used to describe those that are carried up from South Central and Mexican parts of North America and South America into the US. My question was, why don't we have a wall around all of the borders? If we are willing to let the Hong Kongese, as Samuel Kachera, my co-host refers to them, in because of dire circumstances, then why are we not treating the rest of the world equally? Part of the reason that we have people protesting in the streets is for injustice is because of the fact that we're not on the same playing field. Our president, Donald J. Trump, talks about law and order. We see the laws. I just don't know if we see the order. We have everybody. We have the black people against the white people. We have the Republicans against the Democrats. We have nationals against the immigrants. But in reality, it's not my planet and it's not yours either. Just think about that for a second. I want to give thanks to uh, Samuel Kachera. I also want to thank Cherokee Black, Ryan Parker, Kirk Adair, uh, Bob from Nassau County. I know you didn't get to speak a lot on this one. Um, Mr. Rob Arnold, I know you wanted to add and I had to cut you off a couple of times. Brother, because we were only down to a couple of minutes and your stories aren't a couple of minutes starts. Um, We've got, we've got a great program here. We've got a great, great program that debates, and we've got a great group of people that are very passionate. The whole thing about this show is to get a conversation going. Speak to your neighbor. Speak to your classmate. Speak to someone on the other side of the world. See what you might learn. You may learn something new. You may solidify what you already know. I want to thank you for tuning in to Verbal Assault live stream. I'm your host, Marquis Devereaux. You can contribute to our program. We're unbought. We're listener supported. So we have, uh, we have 15 platforms that we're on now. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as 11 other platforms. You can see us, even me with my sunglasses on, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Subscribe, follow, like. Let us know what you think. And if you want to be on the program, reach out to our production manager, castcrew212 at gmail, C-A-S-T-C-R-E-W-212 at gmail. I want you all to have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. And with all this chaos, please stay safe. Bye-bye. Every day.